The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of the land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into town to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, Give me a drink? You would have asked him, and he would have given to you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him and said, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, you do not ha- I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place of worship is Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father and the Spirit in truth. And indeed, the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is Spirit, and those who worship him must worship in Spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with the woman. But still, no one said, what are you looking for? Or why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar 
and went into the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. And meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say in four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see. The field's ripe for the harvest. The reaper has already received his payment and gathering crops for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that the one who sows and another reaps. I send you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything I have done. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word. For we have seen and heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm sure many of you remember the old Disney movie, one of the classics, Snow White. And the scene of Snow White, the the, um, original scene in the movie begins with this castle, and uh, the camera pans in and kind of zooms in on the castle, and we discover Snow White, who's isolated. She's all alone by herself, and she's being treated like a slave. So she's tattered, and um, her clothes are tattered. She's, She's washing the steps. And she decides to go to the well to draw some water from the well. And as she walks over to the well, she begins talking to the birds. She's got no one else to talk to. She's totally lonely. And so she says to the birds, Want to know a secret? Promise not to tell? We are standing by a wishing well. And then she begins to sing and she says these words. Make a wish into the well. That's all you have to do. And if you hear it echoing, your wish will soon come true. And as she looks down into the water, the water begins to respond back. Again, she's really lonely, so she's, uh, she's looking into the water here and talking to the water. And she says, I, um, she begins singing, and she sings, I'm wishing for the one I love to find me today. And I'm hoping and I'm dreaming of the nice things he'll say. I'm wishing for the one I love to find me today. The Samaritan woman was at the well, and she was very much like Snow White. She was lonely. She was isolated. She was not supposed to share anything with the Jews. And she goes to the well to draw water. But instead of meeting a prince, she meets someone even better. She meets Jesus. And Jesus knows that she's isolated. 
You know, she, he, he knows that she's been rejected. He also knows her sin. So he knows that she has had five husbands, and the one she has now isn't her husband. But still, he interacts with her. And he says to her, give me a drink. And she's confused because there's this Jewish person asking her for a drink, and she's not supposed to touch anything of the Jews, or it would be contaminated. And she says, how can you, a Jew, ask me for a drink? Then he goes on to interact with her, and before you know it, he reveals to her all of her sins, tells her everything about her, and, and she realizes that this man, this Christ, this prophet, knows everything about her. But the wonderful thing is, she doesn't feel judged or condemned. She feels his love. Now, sin ultimately isolates us. So when we sin, we not, are not only isolated from other people, but we're isolated from God. And we kind of have a, a physical model of this right now with the coronavirus, right? So we're supposed to practice social isolation. You know, so uh, we're supposed to isolate ourselves from other people. If we get near another person, we're supposed to stand a few feet away from them, right? Not shake hands, not touch them. Um, and I don't know about you, but it, it feels really weird to me, you know, like to not be able to interact with people or shake their hands or hug them or get close to them. It feels isolating. And that's what sin does to us. It isolates us from other people. And the deeper the sin, the greater the isolation and the greater the shame. But I want to tell you a secret. We are standing here at the wishing well. So if we come to this altar of God, Jesus wants to meet us here, even in our sin, even in our shamefulness. He wants to meet us and to love us. And he's better than the prince, right? So he, he, he wants to give us this eternal life too this indwelling of the Holy Spirit that flows through us. So Lent is a, a really good time to focus on our sin. What is it that isolates us? What is that sin that we all probably have, that one sin that makes, it, makes us very selfish, that keeps us to ourselves, that keeps us away from other people, that is hidden, that is dark, that is shameful, and that keeps us from God? Lent is really a time to encounter Christ in the midst of it. And so if you haven't been to confession this Lent, it's really uh, the time to go to confession so that Jesus can meet us in our sin and love us in our sin and forgive us of our sins and ultimately take us out of isolation and bring us back here to the well. And for each one of us, I think it's important to realize that we are isolated, but that God wants to meet us in our isolation. And so in just a few moments, as the bread and wine are changed into the body and blood of Christ, we all come forward to this well, and we receive the life-giving water, the eternal spring, eternal life, right here.